Hello, it is episode 12 of the Stable Mama podcast. Whoop, whoop. And I am super excited for another episode. If you remember last week's episode, it was all about mindset, baby. Oh yeah, I shared with you the three mindset shifts that dramatically changed my business because it helped me transition from constantly feeling stuck in the mud spinning my wheels to four-wheel drive cruising. Yes, big mindset game changers for me, and I sincerely hope you loved them. Now today, today is the much-awaited full-length interview with Stephanie Dove-Blake, where we learn her incredible story of how she built a seven-figure digital ad agency while being a mother of four. I don't know about you, but I cannot wait. Have you ever dreamed of what life would be like if you were financially free? Yeah, me too. Which is why despite having three children under the age of four and working full time, I decided to start an online business. However, I was not prepared for the chaos starting a business would wreak on my life. I lost sight of the things that were most important to me. The result? I was stressed, overwhelmed, and exhausted with nothing to show for it. I was ready to call it quits. When I realized something, when I keep the most important things in my life stable, that is when I thrive. Now I'm on a mission to inspire other amazing women to do the same. But the real question is, how do we do it? Join me on my journey as I build my financially freeing business using today's top marketing strategies while keeping stability in my home, family, and mind. My name is Johanna Buss, and this is the Stable Mama Podcast. Stephanie, thank you again for joining us. It's my pleasure. It's so fun getting to chat with you. And I just, I'm such a fan of intentional parenting. So I'm really excited about your podcast. Thank you. I'm, I'm very excited to have you. And I hope this has a huge impact on a lot of women. That is the goal. <laughs> All right. So tell me more about your business. You have a seven figure digital ad agency and you are a mom of four. Wow. Yeah, it's so crazy. So my journey began about four and a half years ago, and uh, my husband was basically working two jobs. I was working for a company, and basically I was homeschooling and also doing my work for this company and helping out. Well, actually, no, at that part, I wasn't helping them out anymore. But basically, I'm working, I'm homeschooling, and you know, keeping house and doing all that stuff, and it was insanity. And we just weren't making ends meet. My, and like I said, my husband was working two jobs. And so, and then I got the news that the company was going to be sold. And so I had basically a month to figure out what I was going to do. I didn't know the internet world like I know it now. Like I didn't understand that you could have skills and bring them online and make money working from home. And my goal and my priority is my kids. So I had to figure it out, right? So the company was going to be sold and I had a month. And so my husband and I are sitting there and we're like, what are we going to do? And I said, what if I ran some ads for somebody? Cause I, I, I had taken a course. The company actually paid for this course, which shout out to Billy Jean. Billy Jean is marketing. He had a course years ago called clicks and the customers. And they had paid for me to go through that course. And I was like, what if I could do this for the chiropractor that I know in town? And so my husband was like, well, of course you could do that. Like, why don't you do it? So I reached out to him. And I was like, Hey, what if I ran some ads for you and tried to generate leads for you for free? And he was very skeptical. I'd actually gone to this chiropractor before he had changed my life actually, but he only knew me as a mom of four, like a homeschooling mom of four. She, he had no idea about my computer background, but for whatever reason, he decided to say yes. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, what am I doing right now? Um, but I took everything that I had learned and I went after it. And that month he grossed an extra around 60 K in his business that month alone. 
And so he's freaking out and he's like, all right, so what do we got to do to keep this going? I asked him if he would be willing to do a webinar with me and bring some of his other chiropractic buddies onto the webinar. And he did. He brought 10 chiropractic buddies. Him and I did a webinar together. Nine out of 10 of those guys signed up. And so from there, I was like Insta, Insta beginning agency, right? So I'm like going crazy. I'm like over here, I'm like this, checklist this, make sure that, build that funnel, make this, make that image. Like I'm going a little crazy, but I made it, I survived. And within that first year, I had made enough to um, enable my husband to quit his job and come home and had started growing my business and hired my first employee. And it has been just a crazy rocket since then. I mean, there's always ups and downs in entrepreneurial business in business of any kind, especially in the nature of digital marketing, because there's so many different things that change all the time. But while this was all happening, I was still homeschooling my kids. Now my life looks a lot different now because it's really neat how the journey happens, right? Because at the time it made total sense for me to homeschool. And so as the journey has unfolded through all of this, now my oldest is still homeschooled. My two middles go to a university model school. So they're at home Tuesday and Thursday. So I still get to be with them on Tuesday and Thursday. And then they do school Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then um, my youngest is actually at a public school right across the way. So it's, it looks a lot different, but um, it, it all started so fast. And now here we are, you know, we have clients all over the United States. I have an amazing team of nine and uh, we're just going and blowing and, and serving. And uh, it's been incredible. My husband is home and He's pretty much Mr. Mom now, and he also runs a t-shirt company as well now that we were able to buy um, from what we've made with the business. And so it's been quite the journey and it's still going. We're just getting started. It's only, I think we're in year four now. Wow. You've done so much in four years. This, I, I just love your journey. It's very impressive. But for our listeners, we most likely, or I'm assuming, we're in that startup phase. We're trying to find traction. We see you as the dream. Can you tell us a little bit more about that struggle in the beginning and how you overcame it? Oh my gosh, yes. So I had major mindset issues. <laughs> um, I didn't. I actually come from a really broken home. Uh, my father actually passed away whenever I was seven from bone cancer. Um, my mother was very, very, very ill um, the majority of my childhood, and that meant prescription medications, some not so prescription medications and degenerative disc disease and all sorts of things that ultimately led to her death in my twenties. You know, so growing up without a father and kind of dealing with that survival mentality of doing whatever I needed to do to survive. Like I was the one doing the groceries and I had my hardship license at 15 and you know, all these different things culminated to when I'm sitting there looking at myself, like, can I start a business? Do I have anything actually to of value to offer? Um, I really, really, really struggled with the mindset part. And so I actually went to a, a program that I'm happy to tell everybody about. It's called Discovery. It's in Dallas. It's called Discovery Dallas. And it was incredible. My employers that I was working at before I started the business paid for me to go to this. And my husband didn't know what it was and, and they wanted to send him too. And he was like, I'm not letting you go to that thing alone. Like, what if it's crazy town? Like, I'm going to go so I can drag you out if it gets crazy. And I was like, what? Anyway, so we went together and it was life-changing, like really life-changing. It helped me out so much. And so as I was going into this journey, I had a little bit more of a foundation to stand on in that what I had been through was recognizing and owning who I am right? And, and that I have value and that I have something to offer. But it didn't change the fact that sometimes I would get up in the morning even whenever it was just the one client and be like, what am I doing? I am 
just got lucky. Like there is no way this is going to be a thing. Like, you know, just like total mindset of yuckiness, like me just speaking all of this trash to myself all morning long. So what I did was I developed my own strategy for myself. And this is what works for me. I think everybody's different. There's something that lights every one of us up in a certain way. Music is that for me. And so I would get up in the morning and I would have to, what I call war, I would have to get up, I would have to pray, and I would have to turn on music. And music really, really helped me. And there would be these songs that I would play in the morning to remind me of who I am, what I'm going to do. Some of them were super pumped me up. Some of them were like, you know, just, you know, uh, like just faith songs of like, this is going to work, you know? And, and it was just almost like what a Tony Robbins actually talks about changing your state. And I didn't know anything about all of that back then, but that's what I was having to choose to do. Otherwise I felt like there was no other option. Right. And so it was, it was true survival mode in that I'm going to get up and I don't care how I feel. I don't care what I'm thinking. I have to believe in myself. I believe my husband believes in myself, but there's nobody else over here rooting for me. Right. And so I have to, I had to learn to change my state and believe. And, and it wasn't something, it was a daily thing for me, guys. I even thought like, I remember going like, man, am I the only entrepreneur or only person that's like this messed up that like every day I get up and I feel like I'm the imposter syndrome poster child, right? Like, and, and so it wasn't easy. Like it just, it wasn't, it just wasn't easy. And I would take these hits to my ego because something I would try wouldn't work. And I hadn't learned that it's a volatile environment, you know, with the, the business I was working in and that there's so many variables and just learning to have confidence in myself and really work on it. And I'll tell you the truth. It's, it's not just, um, it's not something that has just, <laughs> has just like, Oh, I, 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 I fixed that. It's all done. Mm-hmm. It's no, as you level up and as you go higher up and you change and you grow, there's, it's like the same test, but it's at a different level. It's like a different depth of like overcoming. And so it, it was, it was definitely something where if I, if I could encourage you in any way, you know, if you're just starting out is that you've got to believe in yourself and you've got to work on not begrudging your journey, right? Because there were failures. I mean, the thing I didn't realize until just recently was that I had started businesses my whole life. I didn't know I was an entrepreneur. I just knew that I had these tendencies and I'd have these ideas and stuff like that, but nobody had ever really talked to me until Russell Brunson came into the scene for me. I didn't understand that I was, there's this other type of human, you know, that's an entrepreneur and I am one. And, uh, but I, I used to carve candles. I started a business called the carved candle. At one point I had pocket beagles and, um, I would read them once a year and I had pop puppies and people would buy these puppies for me online. And, and it was lovely. And I, 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 I love that so much. Don't judge me. I know there's some haters that are, or not haters, but people who are just really strong belief about people who breed dogs. But anyway, we did that once a year and found amazing, incredible families. And, you know, I, I also did some direct marketing, right? Like, so all of this stuff, they weren't super successful businesses by any stretch at all. And all of them, you know, I had hits and failures and like, wow, that was a waste. And like, did I even come out even? I don't even know. But all of those things taught me stuff that led me to where I was. And even now, looking back on this four years, all of the failures and the things that I did mess up on and the things I thought were like, oh my gosh, I still remember when I lost my first employee, she got poached from someone else. I was literally in the fetal position in the bathroom on the floor crying because I couldn't believe she left me. I thought she was going to be with me for like five years. Door to 
how would I train anybody? Like freaking out, like, right? Like, what am I going to do? And um, I remember the feeling and the desperation and the hopelessness that I felt, but I learned so much from that. And I am slowly but surely becoming better and better at whenever hard times come and things press up against me that I recognize that it's actually just a time for growth and that there's something better waiting on the other side. And so instead of default being, oh man, I failed, I, I screwed up, I'm really not cut out for this, I can't handle this, I can't hack it, I'm not, you know, not going to be able to do this. Instead, the default going, oh, look, it's a chance to learn. Oh, look, it's a chance that there's going to be something great on the other side of this. I just have to persevere. I just have to not give up, right? And so I think if, if I could have gotten that earlier on and given myself way more grace and more belief in, in my journey and trust and, and faith that, you know, it is going to work out. There's going to be highs and there's going to be lows. And that's just a part of the journey. It's just a part of it. So I'm sorry, I know I've rattled on there, but I definitely, definitely experienced that beginning, just doubt and the hard parts at the beginning. It, it was really, really tough and it's still tough, but it's good. I, this is what I signed up for. <laughs> I love that. Uh, it's great to see that people who are so successful were there in the beginning and struggling just as much as we are now, because it just gives you hope that, you know, yeah, absolutely, it's going to end. <laughs> And if I can, I mean, one of the things I get to do now, uh, I actually am a coach inside of Russell Brunson's uh, Two Comma Club X program. And so I get to coach like hundreds of entrepreneurs and I get to see, you know, top level down. And, and by the way, I do that part time on the side. I, it was a crazy, awesome thing. I hired an integrator last year. She got me from working 50 to 60 hours in my business to 10. And then Russell and the team asked if I could coaching the program. And I was like, I actually can, this is awesome. I'm going to, so it's going to work out. So I do that. But the cool part about this is, is I get to see from a top level, like I see myself over and over and over again. And these entrepreneurs who are starting something and they, they can see things that other people can't see. I mean, that's literally what an entrepreneur does. You can imagine a possibility or a solution or a business and they're literally making it happen. And so from the top down, looking, looking at all, uh, looking at all the different students and stuff that I've coached that are going on that journey. I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's just, it, I hope they don't give up. Like I'll encourage them, like, don't give up because this is literally, you're just right on the other side of great success. You just have to not give up. And, but the darkness can be very dark and the hopelessness can be very, very empty. And so, um, it's, you know, it's really crazy to recognize when you realize truly that you're not alone and that the journey that you're on, even though it's up and down, it is the journey. Like it, this is, this is what you sign up for, right? This is entrepreneurialism. There's highs and there's lows. And like, you've got to be okay and understand that like, oh yeah, this is the thing I signed up for. <laughs> no, this is great. And like you said, so many people struggle with this. But I feel like as a mother, as you are doing this entrepreneurial journey, I feel like there's just another aspect of it. Can you talk about how being a mom and an entrepreneur is just, it's a different yeah. ballgame? I, I agree because I know for myself personally, I can't speak for everybody, but my kids and, and how I have this idea of how I'm going to raise them and what I want for them. And, and sometimes what I'm going for in business can come in friction, right? Because you set this, you create this business. I actually have a friend who used to say, well, when you start a business, what you're actually doing is you're, you're adopting a baby alligator. And one day the baby alligator is going to grow up and it's going to eat you if you aren't careful. And I was like, great. That's a great way to look at business. Thanks so much for that. That was so helpful, but it's true. You can build something so amazing 
but it can actually just eat you alive because it's taking so much to keep it going of you. And so you have to learn to up level and change what you're doing and how you're doing it because what got you there will kill you going forward. And that is the truth once you get there. And so with the kids, whenever you get to that point, I've been different parts where, especially like just recently, I, another, uh, one of my employees got poached. <laughs> this is the second time it's happened to me in my journey, right? Like someone came along and offered her way more money than I could possibly offer, like give her. And so she's leaving. And because of that, my business is going to be set back by about three months because she's going to be gone. Cause we have to train another person. And so, I mean, there's things that I could have done to prevent that. But my point is, is because of that, I have to look at my time because the time that I thought that I would be freed up, it won't look the same. And so I'm constantly thinking, okay, Josiah, he's 17 years old. He needs more time behind the wheel. And I want to be the person to be that and do that with him as nerve wracking as it is. Like I want to, I want to teach my son to drive and I want to help him get all of his hours in and all of that stuff. Right. My 16 year old, he loves to build things and I'm sorry, he's 14. He's not 16. My 14 year old. And he is absolutely incredible at building things and, and has this desire to create. I want to be a part of that. I want to help him create. I want to have help him foster ideas of, of what, what kinds of things he loves to create. My 11 year old daughter, she's entrepreneurial in nature. She has a funnel she's working on and she's get, wants to teach seven to nine year olds how to do art. So it's called art with Joss. And so I need to help her with that. And then my little bitty one, she just needs to be, I, I want to teach her more. I want to work on reading with her more and math. So when I'm looking at my calendar, I am thinking in two totally different tracks. How do I have the time, you know, to help my daughter develop relationships with other people that other girls in her class, right? How do I, how do I help her have a sleepover, you know, do the like deeper relationships can't be fostered unless I'm there to help facilitate, right? Me and my husband, my husband and I are partners in this. He's very much engaged with our kids, but, um, I, so I'm thinking about that. And if I don't set them, if I don't set the goals, then I will go the way of my business, <laughs> you know, because that feels more demanding because my kids love me. They're not over there going, no, 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 take me to drive. Like they're not doing those things. Right. Um, so being intentional about both is, is hard. And I feel like as moms, we are oftentimes looking at things, not that men don't do this, but we have that nurturing side that's very prominent and dreams and aspirations we want for our kids. And it's super important that we give that all of the validity that it deserves because there's a reason the kids are ours and there's a reason that we're their mothers, right? We have things to pass on to our children and to give to our kids and gifts that we can give. And if we just allow ourselves to be driven by whatever's happening in the business, because it is important because you're making money for your family, right? And you're, you know, if you build a business you love, you're potentially changing lives, right? And so there's that weight over there, but to never let the weight of the business outweigh the weight of the time you have with your children and to constantly make sure that this is the goal, which I'm, you know, meaning the kids and the time with the kids and the quality time versus building what a multi-million dollar business, right? Because what does it matter? Like, I think I said this before, like it, it doesn't really matter if you build this incredible business, if you've lost the things that matter the most to you. So, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely hard because, um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm thinking about all the things, especially coming from the homeschooling background. I still like, I want to do science experiments with my kids. I want to do this. I want to do that. And some of it's not possible, but the things that I find intentionally find the things that will 
move the needle forward. And I, that's actually a, a terminology I use a lot on business side, right? When I'm doing coaching, I'm like, okay, well, what's the next step that's going to move the needle forward for your business? What is that one thing, right? And so it makes total sense in business, but whenever we bring it over to the family side, if you think about your kids and, and what you're working on and what your goals are, you know, even taking it to that level and saying, what's the one thing that's going to move the needle forward, you know, in your relationships to reach what you want for your kids, which is, which leads to, you know, dream hackers, which is why I'm, you know, creating that, which I know we haven't mentioned yet, but, but yeah, dream hackers is a, a vision that's birthed out of that is, is my goal is to help parents to literally hack the dreams that they have for their family so that they don't gain one to sacrifice the other. Amazing. I love that transition. Please tell me more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, basically the idea is that um, it's based off of the fact that as a young kid, I had no idea what entrepreneurialism is or uh, was, and I didn't have any entrepreneurs in my life. And I didn't know what that looked like. And I always, always, always felt like I didn't fit in. I felt like, why am I the weird one? And I, I remember holding jobs and not being able to stay there for long. Cause I was like, Oh, this is so boring. Or, you know, and I remember literally one of these jobs I had that was actually a fantastic job. I was working in a college in the land department. And I remember like being in the bathroom and not using the bathroom. I was just sitting there and I'm just sitting there with my head against the stall, just thinking, and I'm like, is this it? Like, this is it. Like, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to come here and I'm going to do these things and I'm going to go home and I'm going to wake up. I'm going to come here. And I'm going to do these things. And then I'm going to go home. Like, I was like, is this it? Like at that time I didn't have any kids or anything. And I just, I couldn't imagine that this was my job. And like, it was so in a box and that's just what I had to do. And they were just going to pay me. I, it just didn't compute. It didn't feel natural. It didn't feel normal. I didn't understand why at that time at all. And so for dream hackers, uh, um, my vision is to help parents connect with their kids, entrepreneurial parents connect with their kids through a, a, a platform of entrepreneurialism and connection and being able to talk about what, what does it mean to be an entrepreneur and, and what might you be good at, you know, being able to talk to the kids and, and help them identify what is their natural bend. Are they a people kid? Are they a sales kid? Are they a techie kid? Like, what's the thing that really kind of lights them up and we go on journeys. Um, but I really do believe the core of who we are is kind of there from the time we're born and it, it develops and it grows and things like that. And it has little offshoots, but the core is there. And I think that as parents, we can see those things in our kids from the time they're born as they're growing up we see more and more of it. And we get a peek into like who they're made to be. And so dream hackers is all about entrepreneurial parents intentionally finding and, and helping their child understand what that is inside of them and guiding them along a path to help them uh, to just explode and do the thing that they're meant to do, that they're passionate about, right? And um, so, yeah, that's what it's about. Um, over the years, I've constantly had to dream hack my life to make sure the business didn't take over and that my first thing was my first thing, right? And so I, I want to create a community and a platform to enable other entrepreneur, entrepreneurial parents to do the same and to have conversations and awareness around that so that, again, I've coached tons of entrepreneurs and been in lots of masterminds with lots of entrepreneurs and a lot of them feel that same guilt. And some of it's founded and some of it's not. You know what I mean? There is actually, I mean, I, I've had several conversations where it's like, I just, you know, there was this trip, I need to go on the trip. And I 
I decided I chose not to be at my son's birthday party and it really hurt his feelings, you know, and, and there are legit times whenever you can't help it and you have to do whatever you have to do, but consistent patterns that way where you're choosing business over your family. And sometimes that guilt is there and everybody's real easy, real quick to be like, ah, yeah, don't feel guilty. Mom guilt. No, sometimes mom guilt guides us to show the right path right? Sometimes it's there for a good reason. Majority of the time, I think it's there for a bad reason. <laughs> but sometimes it's just pointing a finger of like, hey, next time you can do better. And so I think having conversations around that and making sure that we're, we are being intentional about our parenting is super, super important. No, I love that. And I think your business, I think it, it just sounds wonderful because it sounds like you can, you can do it all, right? You can help your kids down the path for them to achieve their dreams, which is that's every parent's goal, right? Is to be able to just help your child achieve their dreams while you're achieving your own. So yeah. I love that. Yeah. I mean, and I think it's Julie Stillian. Uh, she talks about this a lot too, of like, there's not actual balance. It's almost like it's always in constant flux, but it's a give and a take in that you can have it all, but it doesn't necessarily look like what we think having it all looks like. Does that make sense? 100%. With each different entrepreneur and with each kid, and it, it's so different. And so that's why there is no true formula for doing parenting right. It's an art. And it's seeing your child for what they are and who they are. And also seeing yourself for what you are and who you are and what you bring to the table and playing to your strengths, playing to your children's strengths. So yeah, I, I do. I believe that you can have it all. It's, it's freaking hard. <laughs> it's freaking hard work. Oh, well, unfortunately, that is all the time we have, which is really a bummer because I absolutely love everything you're saying. For those of you that want to learn more, where can they find you? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So just right now, super informal. I'm just now starting. I'm going to be starting the Dream Hackers podcast. But for now, um, if you just go to Facebook and go to the Dream Hackers Facebook page, you'll see me there. And I'm actually going to make it to where if you message me on the Dream Hackers Facebook page, you know, like it and then send me a message. I'll send you a copy of our dinner questions that we've used for years. And so you just keep a little jar on your dinner table, fill it up with these cut out questions, have your kids help you cut them out. And then every night you take one out you read it and you talk together and fold it up, put it back in. And then every night you find a new question to ask. And it's been so fun and, and brought up a lot of really great conversations and given us a reason not to just sit there and eat and then be gone. Right. But to eat and then to chit chat together. And so um, message me and I'll send you a free copy of those. Awesome. I will definitely be there and you guys should too. Again, thank you so much, Stephanie. It was such a pleasure having you. Thank you. It's my pleasure. See you later. Wow, what a great interview. I know I really resonated with so much of her story. I honestly, I feel so inspired and, and I really hope you do too. Thank you so much for listening. Please stay tuned for next week where we learn why busyness is actually bad for business. Stay tuned, see you then. Thank you for listening. If you liked today's episode, could you please take a minute to rate and review my show? It would mean the world to me. Also, let me know if you have any questions or if there's something in particular that you're struggling with so that we can cover it in future episodes. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out. Remember, progress is being just 1% better today than you were yesterday. You got this, mama. See you on the next episode.